if I am listening to the post game show one more time and I hear Ryan O'Reilly, like I like that he's being uh, accountable towards himself, but for God's sake, man, you're getting paid seven and a half million dollars. You gotta be better. You've gotta be better. This is it's ridiculous at this point, man. Like I can't take it anymore. If I see this guy go into the locker room one more time and say, Oh, I wasn't good enough tonight. Oh, I gotta be better than that. This is my man. I should have scored there. I'm gonna gouge my eyeballs out with hot pokers. For the love of God, oh my man. God. I cannot take it anymore. This team sucks. And they shouldn't be this bad. They were supposed to be better. What is going on? What is life? Oh, what comes to Hazy? His shot was blocked. Knocked down by Matthews. That clip right in the beginning, that was from about a year ago, almost to the day. It's not how we feel now. Not how we feel now. We're just throwing it back. Clearly, but love to have a good throwback here on the Charging Buffalo podcast. If you enjoy some vintage clips, I mean, we've been around for almost three years now, so some classic funny clips, maybe we can bring those back if you enjoy. Were we the Charging Buffalo when that was recorded? No, not yet. We were Sabres fanatics. We were about a... Like three, four weeks away from yeah. that switch. But yes, yeah, so again, how's it going, everybody? This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast, Season 3, Episode 16. And 316. I'm Joe, and I got Luke next to me in the studio, and Sabres are on a four game losing streak. Yes. Uh,. I mean, a week but. ago, a week ago they were on a ten-game winning streak and everything was all well and dandy. But there's a million different ways yes. you can go with this. Okay, yes. I mean they did, they did lose to three the three teams that are above them in the standings currently. We lost to three incredible teams. Yes, we're they still sh- they fourth. Should have beat Florida, but they still got a point out of that. We're fourth in the NHL. They folks. still have a pretty good cushion right now. Yeah, and they have. A pretty decent schedule ahead. We'll look into that later. And they later, were but only one goal losses, every yeah, single one of them. So just let's chill out. Yeah. Take fine. a seat. It's fine. Just take fine. a seat. It's sit fine, back. Relax. They just, they just won 10 in a row. Yeah. What's stopping them from 10, doing it again? What's stopping them from doing it again? Exactly. Now, if they go out and lose, like, the next three, four games against L.A., Arizona, Philadelphia, then... Panic time. Yeah. But, then they could, I mean, they lost to Tampa, Nashville, and Toronto. And I think we'll lead off with the Toronto game because that's the freshest in everybody's minds. But that was a fun game. Games, I kept getting alerts even the day after about how exceptional this game was. I got an alert just yesterday saying uh, something showdown. from. It was a really stupid caption from the NHL app, but it was like, I don't know, some stupid caption. But, wow, it, this was everything 
it was talked up to be. It, it it really did not disappoint one bit. It felt like a playoff game. Yes. If you go back like and watch game. those highlights, yes. you listen to the atmosphere. Granted, it was mostly Leafs fans, but shameful. It was phenom- it, superb. It mm-hmm. was unlike anything we've heard in the I last wish I could have been there. I, I, I really know. wish I could have been there. When Eichel scores that first goal, you just knew, okay, business, has just, business has just picked up. Then he comes back and scores a second one. And, and then like, he oh does, God. like, practically the same celebration that he did a couple years Almost ago. Almost concussed himself mm-hmm. on that first goal. That was scary. Almost Gus Farrotted himself. And did you ever see that clip? No. The Vikings quarterback. He scored a touchdown and ran to the, the wall behind the end zone. And <laughs> bat, he, he hurt his neck doing it. Idiot. Or Redskins, maybe. But, uh, yeah. Wow. Eichel took control. He, there's... Eichel's a big game guy. Is he a Maple Leaf killer? Well, I mean, I they, they so. lost the game, but he. I remember a couple of years ago that game against Toronto where he banged into the boards where the Leaf fans were sitting. Nothing. I know he seems to play well against Toronto. I don't think anything motivates Eichel like beating Austin Matthews or competing with Austin and Matthews. He play, he plays well against the Bruins, too, mm-hmm. minus the first game of the season. Right. It wasn't his best game. But and see, he Grand wants to play well most his hometown team. Games. Yes. Yeah. So it was a fun game. Game of the year so far, I know they lost, but they played well. I thought they outplayed Toronto. I really thought they outplayed Toronto yeah, for the we most did. part. Especially in the first we period. Outshot him they outshot them like, what, 11-4 in it the was, first period? The shots at one point were 31-18. to 18. Mm-hmm. And Friday Anderson, he really kept him in the game. Yeah. Uh, I know... What, Toronto had two wraparound goals? I mean... Yeah, they got some cheesy ones. If Allmark is close close enough to the post, like, not even a split second, those are saves. Allmark played well. He played well. Oh, really, boy, did he ever. He saved them on multiple occasions. The John Tavares save. You have Tavares coming in on you one-on-one on a breakaway, mm-hmm. and you flash the leather like that. That's a special kind of goalie mm-hmm. is required to make okay. that save. That was superb. Now... I'm. It's. I love Carter Hutton. Yeah, I really like Carter Hutton. I think he's been fantastic this year. Mm-hmm. But you got to give Allmark more starts. Exactly. He's been fantastic, fantastic. He hasn't lost a game in regulation yet. I don't think. What is he five zero oh, and two? No. Sounds right. No five zero oh, three. Six, he doesn't have six wins. I. I don't know. I, th- I thought he might have had six. It's something like that. I know he hasn't lost in regulation. I can yet, look though. that up. But he's been. He's been good. Now, especially lately, he's been facing. He faced uh, Florida, a mm-hmm. decent team. They're not really playing that well. He played them well. Uh, the Minnesota game, he was fantastic, and then he was good in Toronto. And Toronto mm-hmm. was a good opponent. I think instead of starting him against these cellar dwellers on Saturday nights, give him some more stars. I would go back to him against Philly. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Saturday afternoon, those are all Mark starts. He always starts on Saturdays, and he's pl- and he plays well. Buffalo always plays well on Saturdays, especially afternoon games. So what I would I, give Allmark the start again. I, Throw I, him a bone. He played well. He deserves it. I'm unsure if I addressed this a couple weeks ago, but I would like to do it now just in case. But uh, I was previously not a fan of Freddie Anderson. I thought oh, yeah. I thought he gave up a lot of cheesy stuff. I thought he, he wasn't very good at rebounds and whatnot, just basic fundamental stuff. But my opinion has changed. He is exquisite. Mm-hmm. And I will admit I was wrong on Freddie Anderson. Really calm. He made yes. it look easy. His He's poise just, yeah. is is elite. Definitely say, a yeah. Vesna candidate this year. He's he, been one of the better goalies. He's a top five goalie. And that was what a what an acquisition he was. What did they trade for him? A uh, late first round pick. 
I want to say. And what did that turn into? Sam Steele. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. But the Leafs, it was the last pick in the first round. And you mm-hmm. know how fans are training yeah. first-round picks for goalies. Like, yeah, like yeah, at Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, so the Leafs had the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round. Mm-hmm. What is the reaction? Because Leaf fans were mad that they traded a first-round pick for Freddie Anderson. And I think it might have been a second-round pick, too. But what if it's the first pick in the second round? Mm-hmm. Is that... Because, like, it's the same. Th- it's practically it's the same practically thing. The same it's thing. one pick difference. It's a one pick difference. But what's the reaction if they trade the 31st pick that year instead of the 30th pick? Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. night and day. Yeah. So. And I'm sure they're not complaining about it anymore because Freddie Anderson, he is fantastic. So He is indeed. Good on them. They found a guy. Yes. And maybe they'll trade him to some team for... Some bum, like a Tuka Rask for Andrew Raycroft. <laughs> yeah. But oh, these are the new Leafs. Oh, and also, uh, Willie Nylander signed. Yeah. Are you surprised? I was because that was literally... It went right down to the last, like, five minutes. That was the 11th hour. Mm-hmm. The proverbial 11th hour that we hear so much about, and it truly did... Came. Was the deadline, like, 5 o'clock? Yeah. And the it, the news broke at, like... five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, six point nine. Like you, you couldn't get this deal done in September. What? And I was typing this in the TCB chat. It's a really good deal yeah. for Toronto because six point nine is an expendable contract. You, you can move it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not anything too harsh. It's not eight million. It's six years, and you you own his rights still, and you have the flexibility to move him. I think to a team. Except it's, Kyle Dubas said, as long as he's GM of Toronto, he's not trading him. Which. He, how? Yeah, and that has double cross written all over it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't trust. That's the cause. That's gonna be a cause for some controversy. I can't wait to see how that shakes out. Let's turn into a Leafs podcast. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel uncomfortable. I gotta add something to the board though, because another news piece broke. I don't. I don't know if we should get into it now. Seattle. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. We're talk about that. And that I'll add that though, so we remember. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, so I want to talk about this. It's been a big topic amongst fans the past couple of days, but Toronto fans invading the KeyBank Center. It's something that annoys me. It annoys a lot of people. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to call out the season ticket holders this year for it because I don't think anybody expected the Sabres to be where they are in the standings right now. But... I know I under, I understand both sides of this argument. You can sell your Maple Leafs tickets and recoup a lot of your assets that you spent on season tickets. I know lots of season ticket holders can't attend 41 games a season, but it just looks bad. Mm-hmm. It looks really bad and this it was a national televised game. I'm sure it was nationally televised in Canada too. Mm-hmm. It looks bad seeing the entire lower bowl filled with Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Not to mention Go Leafs Go being more powerful. Go Leafs Go being, dr- like, let's go Buffalo chance being drowned out by Go Leafs Go. It's embarrassing. Folks, we are at war, okay? We are at war with this team now. We can't let them into our territory like this. And when it goes so far as for the Maple Leafs social media to say Leafs Nation Invasion... It's, it's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing. They embarrassed us. 
they they put our head on a spike and trotted it down the streets pretty much and then they beat us and we have the audacity to let them into our arena and not even try to drown them out this is war we are at war with this team now okay this is a declaration they want to invade our place well guess what we could go there except toronto's roads are so horrible and their end of the QEW is so disastrous that we can't go there, and we shouldn't. I'd highly recommend against it. And also, like, it's hard. Like, Toronto fans, they're going to buy these tickets because, like, that you can sit in the front row here, and it's probably cheaper than 300-level tickets in Toronto. Indeed. So I, you can't blame them for getting the cheaper tickets, but you got to also say to yourself, the, season, the Sabre season ticket holders are price-gouging the market because yeah. they know that the Toronto fans are going to buy them for the higher price. I just hope they don't start fights. I don't want fights in the stands between Sabres and Leafs fans. I oh want God. it to be a respectable rival. Respectable... Do you really think that Toronto fans are going to let that happen? Those guys are lunatics. It wouldn't be smart on their part because you don't want to get in trouble internationally because yes. <laughs> that would be an international incident, I'm sure. But I don't want that. I don't want violence in the stands. I've been to one Toronto Sabres game. Mm-hmm. And a drunk guy fell down the stairs and started a fight. Okay. I haven't, and I was like eight or nine at that time, and I haven't been to one since. And heck, when I'm a season, I'm not a season ticket holder yet, but someday I will be. I am not selling any of my Leaf games. No. I don't care how much money I. Can I will get. hold on to them rather than that. Those are fun games to attend. If I'm a season ticket holder, I want to go see Buffalo and Toronto. Give them to a friend. Yeah, you don't have a friend that you know. Search deep in your heart. Be nice. Just, it's the holiday season. Give your friend a ticket to a Leaf Sabres game. Anytime, really. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, man. It just, it just looks bad. We must I, just, I don't like it. I understand why they would sell their tickets. You're making a lot of money off of them. Same with Canadians games as well. But We must on. form militias in the stands, recruit your friends, and repel the Leafs Nation invasion, as they I call just, it. I really don't like it. I hate. No, it's embarrassing. I understand when they're bad that you want to sell your tickets, but they're not bad anymore. It things things have changed, and I give it a pass this year mm-hmm. because most likely most of these tickets were sold in the off season or right before the season, before anybody knew. Like nobody knew, and nobody, not a single person thought they'd be what fourth place in the NHL mm-hmm. on December sixth. Nobody, not did, a single person, and you lying. are an oracle or you are lying. Yeah. If you did know. You're trying to impress someone. Yeah, so, yeah, I give it a pass this year, but if, unless, like, barring a monumental collapse this year and they somehow, like, finish bottom five, it should not be looking like today, or, like, uh, Tuesday. It has, it's been happening. the first Toronto game next season. It should not happen. And if it looks like this in the playoffs, like, just... This it just looks bad. I, I don't like it. This has always been a problem, too, for years. It's just this was – something was different about this time around when the team is actually winning. Both teams are winning. Because the weather is still quite fair outside, let's face it. It's true. And I think um, you go back and watch some highlights. Here's our episodic mention of 06-07, but you go to watch the games from back then. It was still split. There was tons of Leafs fans, but at least it was split. And you still knew it was a Sabres oh, yeah. home if game. If you look at, if you, like, if you didn't know it was a Sabres home game, you would think that it was a Toronto Exactly. Like, it, it it looked like it was a Toronto Maple Leafs home game. It just, 
But man, just sickens me. I just, I, again, I'm not questioning anyone's morals or anything or whatnot. It's your ticket. You can do whatever you want to do with it. But if it were me, I'm not selling my leaf tickets. When the Sabres are good, especially, I'm not doing it. What a game. That's all I got to say. It was just a refreshing. And I think it was the second most viewed game in Buffalo since the the Flyers game a couple weeks ago. But those two games this season, both, the I think, the only national televised games this season that have been on NBCSN, they're the highest-rated uh, Sabres games in Buffalo since NBCSN took control of uh, the the TV rights for the NHL. Yeah, I'm trying to find the tweet from the NBCSN's PR page uh, right now because they tweeted afterwards. It, it, I didn't read it though. I had, I have a feeling it was something. Yeah, there it Buffalo is. Buffalo excited about the Buffalo Sabers. Wow! Last night's OT thriller between the Sabers and Leafs on NBCSN delivered a 12.1 rating in Buffalo. 12% of homes in Buffalo watched this game. That is incredible. Second highest rated regular season game in over a decade. Wow, so more people watch the game versus Philly. Yeah, because they're right in the middle of that streak. Right, right. There was more interest, then they lost a couple of games and people stopped paying attention. That is good stuff right there. So yeah. at least we're watching at home. That's something. Ticket prices are going up. It's true. I mean, I, I'm going to the Kings game, and I got third row for like 70 bucks a piece. I bought them right before the winning streak. I may be going... There are tentative plans to go to the January 3rd game versus Florida. So okay. I'm excited about that. And in this game, you heard it in the open. Eichel scored a couple goals. Oh, yes. The Eichel haters are silenced for, the moment, for this moment in time. But I just want to clear the air here. I am sick and tired of hearing that Jack Eichel sucks. Mm -hmm. Jack Eichel is the best player in this organization. Mm -hmm. He is the best player that has graced the blue and gold Mm -hmm. for decades. We should call him his grace. His grace. It's been decades, decades, since they've had a player at center the caliber of Jack Eichel. As transcendent as he is. And to see fans turn on this guy, never give him a chance. I don't know what it is, but I cannot stand seeing every single day, oh, he sucks. He's not trying. He's not back-checking. They lost because of him. I can't take it anymore. This is, what, his fourth year in the league. He is a leader on this team. He is ninth, eighth in the league in scoring, and that's just not good enough for you people. I don't understand. You like to say it all the time, the suburban hockey dads Mm -hmm. out there that think their kids are going to go to the NHL and they always criticize Eichel. It's... Mind-boggling. This guy, I, like, what? Bring up his stat line right now. I please. will indeed. I can't take this anymore. You're criticizing because he's not scoring. Well, you know who is scoring? His line mates. Jeff Skinner is. He hasn't scored in a couple games, but granted, still he's top five in the league in he's goals. He's been on the ice for the goals. Though. Yes, Reinhardt's scoring again. Whenever Pominville is with him, he's scoring. He clearly makes everybody he's playing with better. 
What what what's Eichel's stat? Hey, I just right want to say, last year in sixty-seven games, sixty-four points for Jack Eichel. In a third of those games this year, 29, 34 points. Is that not good enough? He's so, well over point per game. Well over. He's certainly on pace well, what's, for. What do you got? Nine, six, eight goals now. What, he has seven it? goals. He has seven goals. Twenty-seven assists. Twenty-seven assists. If he had twenty-seven assists. And six goals. I, Max Marco brought this up the other day. I retweeted it. He's a plus nine. It. Yeah. That's but, big. Mm-hmm. So if his goals and assists were reversed, people would be calling him a puck hog. Right? Yeah. Like, I remember his first year, he went like, I don't know, he went a few games without even getting an assist and people were calling him a puck hog. Like, shut up. But anyways. He has 123 shots. Yeah. He's shooting. It's pretty clearly, like, I, I saw a stat yesterday, he's shooting far out, like, he currently has the best face-off away. percentage of his career at 46%. Mm-hmm. Improve, pretty, the long and short of it, improvement all across the board, no matter no matter how you look at it, uh, has yet to play a full season. Can you believe that? He hasn't played a full season. Yeah, not that would. But 29 games? I mean, it's... He's going to end up the with 90 grow. points. He, statistically, every single season, he... Explodes after Christmas. Yep. What like he's still gonna score twenty goals if he gets ninety assists in twenty goals or whatever? Who's complaining about that? I understand. Like he didn't have the players around him that could score goals before this season. Jeff Skinner, the man we've been waiting for since Thomas Vanek was in his prime, is finally here and is scoring goals. He has 20 goals, one of two Sabres to ever score 20 goals before December 1st. Rene Robert in, like, 1975. That was a long time ago, mm-hmm. a very long time ago. That goes without saying. So, Jack Eichel, stop complaining about him. Darlene and Eichel, Darlene's not getting as much flack anymore, but, like, Darlene wins Rookie of the Month in November, and Sabres fans are like, doesn't deserve it. He's, he's not good. Ristolainen's still the best defenseman on the team. I don't get it. These, they have two elite, elite, elite players on their team, and they're not even getting appreciated. And I'm not generalizing anything here. I know the vast majority of fans appreciate Eichel and Darlene and everybody else that this team has. But they, they went through this. The last five years to get him. And maybe that's why they hate him. I don't understand. But, like, this was all for him. I, I appreciate Jack Eichel. Every day he steps on the ice, I appreciate him. I wish him the best. And I don't want to see him get run out of town by these fans. And I, I can see it happening. I can see them losing out in the first round a couple of times in the next seven years. And then... Getting run out of town. I just I just can just see it. I don't know why. I can see it happening. I have two thoughts. One, six of his seven uh, goals are even strength. Yeah. And two, I question your intelligence if you don't recognize the difference that Rasmus Dalton makes for this team. Oh, my God. And all of yeah. the little things that he does. If you don't notice it, you're not watching close enough. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, like I was watching the game at my grandpa's house the other day, mm-hmm. and my my cousin is like playing video games in the basement. Oh yeah, comes up for about like thirty seconds. He's like, "Will not make a pat wide open pass or something." He's like, "Oh, you, what a bum, not making a pass!" And like I yelled at him, "Like, I'm, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. He has two goals in the game and has like twenty six assists already, and mm-hmm. you're gonna call him selfish? 
He's anything but selfish. He's a pass-first guy. He's always been a pass-first guy. Exactly. Always. And I understand... (laughs) He gets criticized for not shooting. Yes. And I understand why people are frustrated because he had to be the guy that scored goals. He always scored goals. He was the only guy who could score goals, minus Vander Kane, for the longest time. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't have to be that guy anymore. He doesn't have to be the guy that goes from the defensive zone, carries the puck into the offensive zone anymore because they have Rasmus Dahlin. Mm-hmm. They have Ristolainen. Ristolainen had a great game mm-hmm. against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That was probably the best game oh, I've ever seen God. him play. We haven't even talked about Risto yet. Yeah. Phenomenal. Great. I, I, I mean, the in-between leg shot mm-hmm. was nice, but Skinner was wide open. Ristolainen's confidence is just through, through, through the roof. The roof yes. at the moment. Mm-hmm. He, he's been very good. Very, very good. Remarkable. And playing him with Pilot, again... Lawrence Pilot finally getting a chance to play. His NHL debut was against Florida. Played okay there, but he was. He, I think he played nine minutes against Austin Matthews. He was fantastic. Did I bring out? Did I bring up the Ristolainen winger thing on the show or no? I think I feel like you did. Just ponder the thought. Imagine Ristolainen. He could. He could play forward. He would he be dominant to. as a forward. That guy. Not only can he play defense, but you see his offensive creativity. It's it's insane. I think he could play. If he they could be a dominant to. forward if his defensive game ever truly falls off the Grand Canyon. Brent then, Burns. then turn him into Brent Burns, you know, reverse Brent Bur- reverse Burns, and he could be a phenomenal forward. I think, mm-hmm. but he's playing well on defense, so that's yeah, just an, that's an out there thought, just for consideration. I know. That, Give us your feedback. I know that little rant is gonna get some hate, but frankly, I really don't care. I'm sick and tired of seeing the best player on the team get criticized by. A lot of fans, and I don't understand. I gotta go. He back. is ninth in the league in scoring. I gotta go back to Darlene for a minute. I have never played a shift, a second of organized hockey, but even I can identify the little things that Rasmus Darlene yeah. does. Just his clever, the nuances in his game. Like it's 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 not hard to realize like, if you've been watching the last couple of years. The kid is phenomenal. He is close to being the best player on this team. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. And Jack Eichel's only two points shy of Connor McDavid in the NHL point scoring race. He has that's pretty good. Points. If, if I were to go out on a limb, twelve back of Miko Rantanen. And I mean Rantanen, he's having a fantastic year. He's definitely due for a mega contract. But Mitch Marner, he's got thirty nine points. Hall of Famer Mitch Marner, according to Leafs Twitter, Leafs Nation. <laughs> so, well, Mitch Marner has thirty three assists. I saw the 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 message pop up. When um, when he assisted the, I think he assisted Morgan Riley's goal. Yeah, Morgan Riley's goal, I, I believe, if he scored, or the Marlowe goal. Yeah, and thirty three assists. I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, that can't be right. Thirty three assists. How do you have thirty three assists already? How many goals do you have? Let alone like, the kid's having a phenomenal year. But. Yeah, I, I love Mitch Murray. He's a really yeah. good player. So, yeah, good for him. But I mean, the Sabers have a dynamite player in Jack Eichel and. People are sleeping on him. Still, mm-hmm. like, now nobody's talking about Jack Eichel na- nationwide. Like, if the Sabres, when the Sabres make the playoff, I, th- I still think they will. Yeah. Heart Trophy, has to be in Heart Trophy consideration. Has to be. Who is that? I'm sorry? Eichel. Yeah, he should, well, he should I hope. Be. I certainly I mean, hope even, so. Like, I'm assuming he's going to be top five in scoring. Top ten. I'll, sh- I'll, I'll say he'll be top ten in voting for um He should be. Heart. I mean, like, Skinner, people are saying Skinner should be under heart consideration. Eichel before Skinner. Where's Skinner without Jack Eichel? Ten goals? 
Less? I mean, where's this team without Jack Eichel? That's my question. Where, where, they're not, they're probably not even in the playoffs. No. If, oh, no, no. No, easily not. horrible. We don't have Jeff Skinner without Jack Eichel. Well, they could still have Jeff Skinner, but like, what if Dylan Strome is centering I don't think there's Jack incentive Eichel, for, centering Jeff Skinner. I don't think there's an incentive for Skinner to come here, though, if there's Yeah, no why, why does, Skinner doesn't waive his no move no. to come to Buffalo without Jack Eichel. No. Jason Bottrell very well might not be here without him. Yeah. So Eichel could be the force that changes this, this franchise forever. Mm-hmm. They went through this for Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. It was worth it. It was worth every second of it. Things are starting to turn around. Mm-hmm. Stop criticizing the guy because yeah. they're probably bottom 10 in the league right now. And you're saying, oh, I wish we had a guy like Jack Eichel. So stop. End of rant. I just want to say when we're on the topic of awards... I want to see Carter Hutton win the Masterton. I can see it. I think. What is he, 32, 30 years old? I think he's 30, 31. Okay. Might be 32. Finally gets a chance to slate in his career. It's like Devin Dubnik. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it I up. can see it. Do it up. Okay. We went much longer on that than we expected. We just talked for 30 minutes about the Sabres and Leafs. Mm-hmm. Imagine the next time we... This was game one of the series. Yes. Do they face him four or five times this year? I hope five, but uh, I don't know for they sure. They changed up. So, upcoming schedule. Sabres-Flyers, Saturday, 1 o'clock, home game. Definitely make it out there. The Flyers suck. This could be an easy matchup. The There's Sabres play serious, well on Saturday. serious potential for six goals in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if... Is Elliot back yet? I'm not even sure. I haven't heard. I know that they waived... Uh, I wonder how many goalies they've gone through they since, Pickard. since the last episode. And also me. the Coyotes claim Calvin Pickard. We were speculating last week that Otto was going to pick him up, but the Coyotes jumped in front because they have a couple injuries in there. Remember you were talking about Auntie Ranta, you didn't know he was hurt, or he said, mm-hmm. like, oh, he's hurt? Yeah. Aiden Hill has been carrying them, apparently. Aiden Hill? Yeah, Aiden Jeez. Hill. Okay, and then next Tuesday, I'll be there. Come say hi if you see mm-hmm. me. Probably don't even know who I am, but uh, Tuesday night. L.A. Kings, home game, 31st place in the league. You got to win this game. We were talking about it earlier, but the key to making the playoffs, you have to beat teams that you're better than. Yeah. I will give them a pass for losing to Nashville, Tampa, Toronto. Like, that's fine. Those teams are better than you. Mm -hmm. Don't kid yourselves. Those are better teams. Yeah. For the moment being, at least. As long as you can beat half to Mm three-fourths of the league, we're gonna be fine. They are better than the Flyers, Kings, and Coyotes. You, those are yeah. those are must-win games. We're better than those are must-win games. The entirety of the teams, other than the Penguins, that are out of the playoffs mm-hmm. right now. Then they got uh, the Coyotes next Thursday, seven o'clock face-off. That's a must-win game. You got to you got to win these next three. Mm-hmm. Out of the next four, you got to win three of these, and then they face the Capitals Saturday next Saturday night. And yeah, well, that and then keep an eye out. Saint, they're in St. Louis a couple weeks from now. Hey, you know what? The first game post Christmas. The Capitals were coming off a seven-game winning streak, and they're slumping now after that. Mm-hmm. Are we panicking about the Capitals? No, they're not. No, because everyone, no. nobody counts Capitals out. No, but everyone's counting Buffalo. I'm already seeing right. people say they're gonna choke. And say, like it would take a monumental collapse for Buffalo to miss the playoffs. Like yeah. realize that we monumental. are into December now. Think. Like, when the Sabres are ever, like, go back to 2011 and 12, when the Sabres are eight points out of a playoff spot. You see, oh, we're still in it. Mm-hmm. 
And then they never reach it. No. It's hard to it's hard to make up ground. Exactly. Like that. It's hard to lose it. That's yeah, that's it's very ev- true. It's hard to make up ground. It's even hard to lose the ground that you are. That is have. very true. They will have to lose. I mean, if they go out and lose the next three games, it's panic time. Mm-hmm. I I'd say that. And then you got a couple couple hard games. You got Washington, Boston, you got Florida again, Anaheim's on a roll, then you face Washington again and Boston. I mean, you got a nice easy stretch here and then it gets hard again. Right. You gotta just keep on winning. They need secondary scoring. The power play has to get going. The penalty kill has been eh. Well we're missing Pominville right now, I think. Mm-hmm. I think his he presence I, I think he'll be back. He's only day to day. His presence has been missed. Pilot be makes back. this team better. At, yeah, Lawrence Pilot makes us better we were down McCabe and Scandella. That's mm-hmm. that's hurt us. McCabe might be back. They sent Tennyson back to Rochester. Good. Uh, we need McCabe back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, shall we move? I want to talk about Rochester. Did you watch the Rochester game last night? It was on MSG. It was? Yes, it was. Oh, I was working, yeah. though, so I wanted to be Yeah, so Rochester anything. versus Utica. Rochester won yesterday. Alex Nylander played a fine, fine game. I mean... I would have, like, he had a couple chances on the empty net goal, but he was looking for the pass. I wish bury that, man. He was looking for the pass. He didn't hit the empty net, but he had a primary assist. C.J. Smith had an empty net goal. Uh, ooh, Olofsson had a goal. Gooley was okay. Asplund had a very fine game as well. Nylander's nine points in his last ten. Looking cool. very prime for That's a call-up very soon. That's so. real good. It was a fun game. Jonas Johansson had a nice game, a very nice game. He got called up from the ECHL. He had a very nice showing. I wouldn't give up on this guy just yet. I don't think starter when I think of Jonas Johansson, but maybe a few years from now, backup. Who knows? We'll see. But I like Jonas Johansson. I like that they called him up and gave him a look right away. He deserved it. He, his stats in the AHL, I think they're, they're pretty good. I saw. I know uh, the Cincinnati Cyclones are pl- having a Pretty good season. I know that they're like top five in the league right now, or last time I checked. So, if this team good. can get Nylander on the squad, and if he can come in and produce, that there's 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 no overstating how important that would be. Mm-hmm. And he's got two years after this year on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no understating how huge that is. So, and of course, you're gonna hear people say, "Oh, he doesn't deserve it." You you can't bury a guy who picked eighth overall three years ago in the minors for his whole career. He has to get a chance eventually. They have to give him a chance to see what he can do at the NHL level. Even before, before, like, the last two years, they gave him a shot at the end of the year, and he looked fine. I mean, he wasn't a world beater by any means, but he was okay. He produced a couple points, too. And he was fantastic in the preseason. Should have made the team out of camp, but, like, if a guy like Sherry goes down with an injury long term. He's the guy you call up. Right. If like Berglund goes down again and you got to call up a forward, then you bring Smith up because Smith you can put him on the fourth line and you're okay. Mm-hmm. Playing Alex Nylander on the fourth line, what's the use? So if there's an injury in the top six, Oposo goes down, call up Alex Nylander, give him a shot, give him a look. Yeah. I mean, what's it gonna hurt? I like it. Like, give him a chance. You got to give him a chance eventually. He's a former eighth overall pick. He's playing well, nine points in his last ten. I mean, he had a little bit of a slide there, but he's on the on the right track again. I know a lot of people hate him because he's not Mikhail Sergachev, but again, stop with the re- revisionist history. If you listen last week, if they 
pick, I don't know, uh, McAvoy there, there's no Rasmus Dahlin because they don't, like, McAvoy makes them a couple, two, three wins better mm-hmm. last year, and then they don't finish last. So everything happens for a reason. They got Rasmus Dahlin. Don't give up on Alex Nylander because he's 20, 21, and he's playing well. Forget it. Like, he was mishandled. He should have went back to junior. He should have went to Sweden. I mean, he wasn't ready for the AHL. He should have been. He should be making his way into the NHL, the AHL this year. He's twenty. This is twenty-year-old season. Like this is the time that most prospects make it. If he's Canadian, like a true Canadian, and is just playing in the CHL those last two years, and is getting a hundred points, everyone's talking about how great of a prospect this guy is. Mm-hmm. So, stop, stop. Calm down on Alex Nylander. He's good. I like what I see from him. Not. I didn't notice any like crucial turnovers or anything yesterday too which has been a big thing with him he's better along the boards i like what i've seen from him so there's that good uh world junior championship is coming up uh a few weeks away uh some sabers prospects that were invited yesterday matisse samuelson was added to the preliminary roster he should make the team i'd be very surprised if he was cut uh matei picard made the czech republic and the Czechs are my sleeper team to win. I know uh, Martin Netchas is going to be there. Philip Zadina will be there as well. And I don't know if Philip Hedl is going to be there or not from the Rangers, but because the Rangers are still in it, I doubt that they'll send him. But for I think that'd be good for his development to go compete for a gold medal. But mm-hmm. anyways, oh, who are the others that made Was it? I, oh, yes, yes, the two Finnish guys. Lukinen, uh second-round pick in 2017 goalie for Was Sudbury Loxanen? Wolves and Oscari Loxanen. Loxanen is going to open up eyes. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to watch him, but from all accounts, everything I hear about Oscari Loxanen is great. Corey Pronman has been really pumping this guy's tires. He did a piece on guys he undervalued going into the draft and overvalued, and Loxanen was one of them. He said he didn't know who he was. He questioned why the Sabres picked him in the third round, and he says he could be in the NHL within a couple years. He is playing top pair minutes in a men's league, yeah. and he's 19. That sounds familiar to me. Mm-hmm. He's going to he's gonna be good. I, I think get him in Rochester next year, see what he can do. I, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what this guy can do against his own age group, too. I'm excited. What a find. What a find by the Sabres scouting staff. And I'm excited to see what Lukanen does. He was not good in the World Juniors last year for Finland. Finland disappointed. They had a lot of talent on that team, and they just did nothing. Finland always disappoints, though. Mm-hmm. So, and they, there's no doubting that they have a kind of weaker team this year. Loxon's probably the best defenseman on that blue line, one of them. And I know Kapokako will be there. I know the Sabres aren't going to be a lottery team this year by all most likely, at least, barring a monumental collapse. But, yeah, it should be a fun tournament to keep an eye out on. Uh, Marcus Davidson is too old. He just turned 20. He's not going to be playing in the tournament, unfortunately. But, yeah, it's just Samuelson, Loxon, and Lukanen, and Pekar. So, you got four names. Pekar is a fan favorite. I think he's going to open some eyes. I think Sabres fans love him. I really like Matei Pekar. I saw somebody compare him to Brad Marchand the other day, so that's nice. Lukanen, hoping for a turnaround from him. I'm sure his confidence is very high after turning Sudbury's fortunes around. He's having a really good year there as well. So, And I haven't gotten to watch Samuelson yet this year, but 
I hear he's been okay. I wish he went to a better program than Western Michigan, but it is what it is. Uh, we're going to update the Blues and Sharks because that is something you have to keep a watchful eye out for. The Sharks have been sliding, but they won yesterday. They currently sit in third in the Pacific Division with 33 points. The Vegas Golden Knights not sitting that far behind with 31 points. Edmonton is rising up. Arizona's been playing better. So, I mean, that's really the cutoff. Vancouver, Chicago, St. Louis, and L.A. are all out of it. And then going back to St. Louis, they choked yesterday, lost to the Oilers in a shootout, right? Yes. They sit in second last in the NHL, 22 points in 26 games. So bank on that pick going over to the 2020 draft. And that's okay. Having 2-2, two and two, you have the Sabres pick and the Sharks pick this year, and then Buffalo's pick and San, in the and, uh, San, St. Louis's pick in 2020. And if it were me, I've gotten a lot of questions of this lately. I'd rather have the three picks next year mm-hmm. because there's no control on them. There's no protection. There's there's a, there's a circumstance where the picks can be lottery picks, and that can't happen this year. Mm-hmm. The best-case scenario for that Blues pick is if it's 11, and that's just not happening. The Blues suck. They're, they're old, they're slow, and they can't stop a puck. And, yeah, and they have no goaltending. Vegas has more wins than San Jose, but less points. So Vegas gets a win that knocks San Jose. That's just how bad the Pacific has been. How many points mm-hmm. do the Sabres have? The Sabres have 38 points. 38. The yes. leader of the Pacific has 36, mm-hmm. and the Sabres are third in their division. And talk about the play- how horrible the playoff format is. Go to league. Yeah. Go to league. The oh, dear Three Lord. of the top four teams in the league are from the Atlantic division, and the Sabres would be facing the second-best team in the league as the fourth-best team if the playoffs started today. So that's why you That's have- a joke. It's a joke. It's a clown show. This playoff format is... An absolute joke. The Rangers are two points out of a playoff spot, and they're 19th in the league. It's a joke. The Rangers aren't going to make it. They're going to sell off. Okay. NHL in Seattle. Yes, this was big news. Big news. We talked about this last week, and it was finally announced on Tuesday. The Board of Governors unanimously approved uh, expansion to Seattle, but it's going to be... For the 2021-2022 season, which is not good for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, I was doing a Q&A last night on the Instagram answering some of your questions. And you're, they're going to have to protect some big guns. Yes. You're going to have to protect Eichel and Reinhardt this round, this time around. Because those guys were exempt last time. Middlestat will be in his third year. You're going to have to protect him. You're going to have to protect Nylander. You're going to have to protect Thompson. Oh, I'm forgetting somebody. Now, Darlene. Darlene, you're going to have to protect. He played pro years. Wouldn't that count then? Is that is that I, what... I don't think so. But, okay. But still. So what it, was it, the deal? It would be... You have to play... To be exempt... Yeah. Like, Eichel and Reinhardt were exempt because they played through two seasons. I think right. Darlene would be going into his third. He'd be going into his third. He'd be okay. going into his... He'd be playing his third season. Yeah. The last year of his ELC. So he... You'd have to protect him. So, like, you would right. have to... It'd be a tough decision because the, the draft will be after his yeah season. I think so now, so you're gonna have to protect Darlene. You're gonna have to protect Ristolainen, and if he's still here, if they don't trade him, Pilot will be under consideration. McCabe, and then Hutton will be going into UFA. So then you just protect Allmark if he's still here. I I don't remember the circumstances when the last lockout came around, 
and I know it only lasts a half a year. Ooh. If that if there's a lockout, ooh, does this... that count towards a year of the contract? Ooh. Because guys I can go. It, I think it does. Because guys can go play elsewhere and make money. I didn't even think of this. Right? I mean, unless they're they're playing overseas for conditioning, the only other motivation would be money. Mm-hmm. I think so. If they're not getting paid during the lockout, I mean, it's a lockout. What are you going to do? There's no agreement. You can't pay the guys. You know, you don't. You don't have That's a working a agreement. On this. I yeah. wonder. Yeah. I wonder. We, if, need, we need answers on this. If there's a lockout at a, a automobile company, then I, I take it the the workers most likely aren't getting paid. Mm-hmm. So if there's no structure in place, no agreement to pay the players, then maybe it won't count. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna suck having to wait that long, but the the arena is gonna be ready by then. Their practice facility is gonna be ready. I'm excited. I'm excited for Seattle. What do you think the team name's going to be? It sounds like it's going to be the Sockeyes. None of the names are particularly appealing. I like the Sockeyes. They all, all the names like sound like a double-A baseball team. Seattle Sockeyes. Sockeyes. Uh, Kraken. Kraken is so cheesy. If you're, if you're, if you're naming your team just so you could have the release the Kraken <laughs> arena effect, that's lame. Okay, I don't like that. The only one I go with... Is Metropolitans, Batman, but, Batman but there's a division. Down. There's a division named the Batman Metropolitan. Down, yeah. We can't name a team after a division. What about Totems? No, that's ridiculous. I don't like it either. No. but I think no. I, it sounds like the fan, Seattle fans want Sockeyes. I saw the Seattle Times; they did a poll. Thirty-seven percent, thirty-seven thousand people voted for Sockeyes. See, yeah, okay. If it's if it has some kind of cultural significance, I guess it does. I guess sand like sockeye, yes, is like they, a salmon. There's like big and there's a huge there. industry there for sockeyes, whatever. I think, or it has it's some like a kind fish, of, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. fish. You have a fish on your jersey. I, mean, I like steelheads. I like steelheads. Steel is good. Yes. The what was it? The fighting. Oh uh, no, the fight. I'm gonna look know. at. I'm gonna look now. At there's some names that I'm sure that probably sound ridiculous in other markets, but work just fine in the market they're in. Like people probably laugh at the name Buffalo Bills because yeah. we're named after a, a cowboy and outlaw. Um, where's some other ones? The Buffalo Destroyers—they were a arena league team. They might sound like, "Oh, Destroyers, that's generic." No, we were named after a ship that's parked outside the the arena. That's oh, where I that didn't name, know that. Yeah, that's where that name comes from. There's, I'm sure there, there's going to be some other ones that are just completely ridiculous outside of the realm of, outside of that arena that they're in, that, that region of the country. Like, where's my, uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. It's the Buckeye State. It sounds ridiculous, but to them it makes sense. Sockeyes, let's do it. So it, it, it could certainly work. I'm trying to find it. Do you want me to keep thinking of examples yeah, yeah. here? I'm, I will. Uh, just teams that, like, I mean... The Jazz is a stupid name. It's especially stupid because, as they say in the movie Basketball, there's no jazz in Utah. But New Orleans, it made sense because there's jazz there. Jazz, why that? Why, why do you name a team? The Blues. The Blues is a little ridiculous if you don't live there. That's what, something people might might laugh at if you're, uh, if you're not from there. We're struggling to find. I can't find it. The, the, the stat? No, there was the vote. I'm trying to find the Seattle Times boat. I hope I'm actually staying with the point here and not just rambling off to fill time, but from what I understand, what I'm trying to say is there are names that are ridiculous, and I don't like the name, but I'll defend the thinking behind it. Okay. okay. There are names that will sound ridiculous to people all over the rest of the world, but will make sense to people in that given area. 
Yeah. And it'll grow. I, I mean, Golden Knight, Vegas Golden Knight sounds like a stupid name as well. Yeah. I mean, that's growing on people. See? See how sockeyes. Sockeyes. I, I, don't, I, like I don't like it. I don't like it. I dig it. I think if it is sockeyes or totems. Ah, oh, here it is. Nah. Oh, it's, oh. it's just part of it. I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of the name. It sounds like a like a two dollar baseball team or something like that. Something along those lines. Uh, okay, I give up. You give up? The, uh, it was fighting something. I'm sure oh, find it eventually. But we're gonna answer some questions here. We're about yeah, we're about 50 minutes in. We'll answer questions for about 10 minutes. Okay, so I'll try and find some of these. Apologize for. We are searching through the things. I'd have to bring up. We had a discussion about this a while ago, but the best the best team names being that the ones that are are regionally relevant. You know, I think Buffalo Sabres works pretty good because no other team in professional sports. It was the they voted and the fans voted on that. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, ooh, if you could bring anyone back from the Perot era, who would it be? Oh, good lord. Gilbert Perot. Gilbert Perot. Bring him back. Uh, yeah. How many Sabres will make the All Star game? I say Eichel and Skinner. Maybe Dalian. I don't think Dalian makes it. Nah, he won't just because he's underrated around the league. Uh, Eichel and Skinner. Yeah. Yeah. Skinner. I think Eichel's a lock. Skinner's probably a lock too. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh. Early protected list for the expansion draft. Who would we lose? Who would, who would we keep? I think one we, thing we should mention: the formula is the same this time. Yeah, and Vegas is exempt for some reason. They've been in the, they'd be in the league for five years at that point. That's a, that's plenty of time for them to build. Somewhere. I don't yeah. I don't understand. Uh, I would assume they go seven three one. You protect Eichel Skinner. Uh, you definitely have a Poso gone. Uh, Reinhardt, Middlestat, Thompson, Nylander, Olafson, or Asplund. One of the two. And then for defense, you go Darlene, Ristolainen, and then McCabe or Pilot, whoever's better at that time. And then you protect Allmark because Hutton's going to be a UFA. Uh, they probably lose McCabe or Rodriguez. Which is like a casualty. Or, or, or maybe they swing a deal to like get, throw them a first-round pick or a mm-hmm. high-end prospect to get them to take Oposo off their books. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Why does everyone bag on it? We talked about this before. I, everyone bagging on Eichel. Who are we supposed to pick? Strom, exactly. I mean, Eichel's everything that this fan base has been dreaming for for since Gilbert, since like Pat LaFontaine was here, and people still bag on him. But it is what it is. It's going to happen. Thoughts on middle stat this season? How many points will he end up with? Uh, I think he will. He's been okay. The points haven't been coming. But, I mean, if he doesn't get a lot of points this year, that doesn't mean he's not going to get a lot of points in the future. No. I think he ends up with around 35 points. 35. Like, if, yeah. if I mean, it's still early. He could hit his offensive stride. Mm-hmm. and possi- I, If he gets the 40, I'd say that's a, that's, that's a good season. But if he doesn't, it's not the end of the world. He's not a bust if he doesn't hit 40 points. Sure. So, he, I think he'll hit his stride. Uh, lots of people have been bringing this question up. Would you 
like try and spread the wealth out to increase depth scoring, like putting a Skinner with a middle stat. Because Ike, no matter who you put with Eichel, he's going to produce. Right. You put Sherry and Pominville with Eichel, and then maybe... He produced with Jamie McGinn. Yeah, he produced with Jamie McGinn, for God's <laughs> yeah. sakes. So, Felino. Would you put, like, Skinner with middle stat, Reinhardt... I'm a big fan of distributing the wealth. Stat. I, I yeah. do it. I mean, if they go out and disappoint the next few games, it's time to shake things up. I love Skinner and Eichel together. I think it's probably sacrilegious to even say separate them, but if they're not getting secondary scoring, they're not going to win games. No. So you can't rely on goaltending to save you. It's not sustainable. Uh, they're not going to get Patrick. A lot of people are asking about Patrick Kane. I just, it's not going to happen for a long, long time if it ever happens. Who would you rank as the best three Sabres defensemen? Right now? Yes, right now. Rasmus Dahlin, Rasmus Ristolainen, Lawrence Pilot. Hmm. I know it might be crazy to say Jake McCabe's not in there, but I think Lawrence Pilot is just that good. I'm going to do Dahlin, Risto, and McCabe. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Pilot, but I feel like you can't go wrong in between McCabe and Pilot. Keep going here. Should they trade for Eric Carlson on the trade deadline? That's not going to happen because, one, it's going to cost a lot to do that. Again, I'm not dealing with San Jose. I'm not making them better or worse. I'm not giving them any assets for the future considering they might have that pick next year. Uh, And also, circumstances in that trade, if Carlson is traded to the Eastern Conference, San Jose has to give up another first-round pick, and there's no way they're going to do that. Uh, lots of people asking about potential options at the trade deadline, and I think we'll end off on this. Yeah. Uh, three names that come to mind immediately. Gustav Nyquist. Oh, okay. Speedy winger, having a good season, can produce points. Matt Zuccarello, speedy winger, yeah, adds goals and points, pending UFA. Mm-hmm. One guy that's different, a little younger, has another year on his contract, will probably cost more, Tyler Toffoli. Okay. I don't know if the Kings would trade him, but he would be a guy that I would love to see maybe on Eichel's win. I was thinking about this on the on the ride here actually. I want I'd like another center, another face off winning center. I think another center to take pressure off middle stat would be fantastic. Yeah. And Eichel isn't the best face off man in the league. He's improving, but he's not the best. Uh, I mean Berglund's good at face offs, right. Boca's good at face offs, but they're not Larson you is can't pretty put good at face offs. But yeah, you can't. You need another another good center, and uh, I can't quite put my finger on who it is now. I want to wait to see who's really like speculated to be moving. But um, I I, 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 don't, I think they they need one guy. You can't mortgage your future here, especially nah. if you're getting rentals. Mm-hmm. Maybe one guy. You're not. I do not trade those draft picks. Keep them all. Mm-hmm. But let's see what happens. I don't, I don't know exactly. Uh, I, I think Nyquist would be really good. I mean, he's 28, 29. I would like to see them extend him if they do trade for him. Would Detroit trade him here? Who knows? But, like, in potential trade bait, too. Casey Fitzgerald still hasn't signed yet. He's going to be a free agent on August 15th. That kind of scares me. And I think they have the depth on defense where they could trade him and maybe... Like take it, like I don't know if he's gonna walk or not. I know the Sabers really like him, but he he's trade bait for me. You can move him; he's a valuable valuable asset. Brennan Gooley, Lawrence Pilot, pass him on the depth chart. They have good defensemen right now. 
I think you could trade Brendan Gooley and not lose any sleep. Rasmus Asplund, they have Marcus Davidson. I mean, Larson and Gergensons have shown that you can keep them another year or two and not be in any trouble. So those are three potential trade bait guys that come to my mind immediately. But yeah, I think buying at the deadline is a possibility now. It's fun. Uh, I think we'll end off there. Uh, we'll be back next week at some point. We're going to start doing random days whenever we feel like it now. Yeah, yeah, So much. Uh, we're not going to be strictly Thursdays anymore. But, yeah, the Sabres, they got a nice, easy schedule coming up. Philly, L.A., Arizona, got to take two out of three. At least two out of three. Maybe even take a overtime loss, too. Maybe mm-hmm. get, like, five out of six points there. So you got to – they got to get back on track here. They're, they got an easy schedule. And I think you got to win. You got to win. The mood is a lot winning. lighter next time we're mm-hmm. here. Okay. Uh, once again, if you enjoyed, let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. Lots of people giving me feedback last night. And, yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow us on Twitter at JoeTCBNHL and at LVKETCB. And as always, we appreciate you guys, each and every one of you, for listening week in and week out. And we'll be back next week for episode 17. Right? Yeah, 17. Yep. And...